Welcome to Colonial Church's Deep Dive series. These sessions are meant to act as a companion to our messages, where we speak to our pastors about what went into the creation of the messages, flesh out some of the larger points, and get insight into what they hope some of the takeaways are, while also getting a preview of what's to come. If you haven't already listened to the companion message, we highly recommend doing so beforehand. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy these and grow in them. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Deep Dive. Um, Chris here. It's been a little bit since we've been with you, um, and we're going to actually talk about that today. But with me today, of course, is Pastor Matt. What's up, everyone? And Tommy Davis. Figure, I mean, figure, got to just do the hey, hey, just hey, to hey. do it, right? <laughs> people have missed it. The people have demanded yes, it. Yes, yeah, yeah, hey, hey. That's really why we're back. Um, so, yeah, it's actually been quite a minute since we've been on here, and uh, there's actually a reason for that. Tommy, what has been going on in the world? <laughs> yeah, we joked about this beforehand, and I'm someone who typically doesn't really look at uh, the news or have that big of a social media presence, so we figured it was great that I would be the one to kind of sum up everything that's been going on. You get the most rudimentary idea of what's going on yes. in this. So all of everything I know is based on um, John Krasinski's Good News Show on YouTube. <laughs> 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 if there's anything else happening, I'm not fully aware of it. It doesn't matter. It's not um, truth. But yeah, so basically um, a global pandemic has kind of um, hit everywhere, like, you know, like a global thing typically does. And, and you know, we're here in St. Augustine, Florida. And it's, and it's affected us and it's affected um, everybody. So in the past couple months, um, it's really changed how we do church, how we do life, how yeah. we do everything for the most part in terms of social distancing and, um, you know, keeping some space between you and people you like strangers or people, you know, people you love, You're just keeping that space and keeping interactions um, limited and distanced and, and, and that type of thing. So in church life specifically, which is what I think we're going to get into a little bit, it makes things different when you don't hug people or high five, handshake, do any of that type of stuff. Or even for us, um, you know, we didn't meet physically together for six, seven, yeah, eight weeks. It's probably two, something like two that. Months, so yeah. yeah, a couple months. Um, so I think that really kind of catches everyone up. Like that's what's been going on. Yeah, I think that's, that's what we're going to crack into a little bit about like what that actually looked like for us um, in the middle of that. I mean, we're still in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, we're yeah. on the tail end of it, I guess, yeah. or hopefully, I get you know, <laughs> yeah, trying to be the optimist here. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's a good sum um, of what's been going on. And I think it was really interesting. You said you know it it changed life for us as a church pretty dramatically. Um, Pastor Matt, how did you feel going into um, this kind of season of uh, not meeting physically? Um, what were your feelings initially? How did they change maybe over the course of the yeah. the break we took from physically meeting? Um, well, yeah, so lots of thoughts, lots of emotions for sure leading our church. I think any pastor of, of a church, this has been a particularly difficult time mm-hmm. yeah. because... Um, you know, you set out to, to go into ministry to pastor people and then you can't be anywhere near the people. Like, it's just, it's it's weird. So that's why we're titling this episode yeah. um, to that effect. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just been strange. So when this first sort of came on the radar, um, honestly, I was concerned. Mm-hmm. I was really concerned for uh, the future of our church. 
Yeah. I was really worried mm-hmm. about like, I was even asking God like existential questions. Like, are we going to, is this going to be like the end of our church? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is this going to be so bad that like our church isn't going to, I'm just being totally honest. Like yeah. this was definitely a thought that went through in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely felt a Holy Spirit reassurance that um, we were going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. We we're going to be mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Um, so that was kind of mm-hmm. one reaction. So I really had care and concern for our people. Um, would our church survive? Honestly, part of me was just just initially just grieved, like the fact that like the church couldn't meet. It's just yeah. something that like, you know, I, I love our community and I love like what God has done through Colonial. And when you, when you truly do life with people, mm-hmm. it, um, it changes everything. And yeah. You know, when you when you have to stop doing life with those people, um, you know, I guess you see the power of community really played out through mm-hmm. the unwinding of it. Yeah. You know, like like we saw. So so there was that, and then um, um, yeah, and then just like I think the shift sort of just turned towards okay, how do we still minister, be relevant, love on mm-hmm. our people in this time. Mm-hmm moving forward and so that's kind of where we went next but yeah it was two months of not meeting it was strange yeah it was weird Mm -hmm. it was and and i know there right now there are still churches that that can't meet and aren't meeting in parts of america Mm -hmm. around the world um but people are slowly starting to resume as we as we are Mm -hmm. um which yeah we're we're two weeks into back in the building now two weeks in and um so just lots of different emotions, but I would definitely say it's just been weird because, um, yeah, it's just so funny. Like even just anecdotally, like hearing team talk about how like we're trying to reduce numbers in services. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah. that kind of thing is the antithesis of like what a church planner would want, <laughs> Yeah, but, or a church leader would want, but we're sitting there just thinking more about keeping people safe and mm-hmm. it's causing us to say mm-hmm. things like that and i'm just like man that is so strange that is bizarre like i mean <laughs> even like on a even on a basic practical level like we've added a third service since we've come back yeah and originally our plan was to add a third service and hope that all three would be packed and now we're like no we want to add a third service because we would like to spread people out mm-hmm. a yeah. little yeah. bit and that's a completely different way of thinking mm-hmm. i yep. mean yeah. that's yep. that's the part to me that's still been kind of um that's been the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around mm-hmm. is like adjusting my thinking from a pre pandemic to like, I want the most growth. I want the biggest numbers. And now it's like, we still want that, but we want safety and we want to make our mm-hmm. people feel our family feel, you know, safe in that regard. So that's been, that's been interesting for me at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tommy, you were involved in a lot of the kind of pivot that we had to make as a church when we made it's such like a, a gentle word for what actually happened, but yeah. <laughs> what, how would you describe the uh, uh, the yeah. transition from physical meetings right? to uh, online meetings or yeah. church at home as we called it? Yeah, I'm trying to, you guys help me remember. I think we ended up making um, the decision to switch to online days before, right? Pretty quickly, yeah. yeah. Pretty quickly. It was one of those things. I mean, everyone else was in the same boat. Everyone else. Um, was kind of always like trying to figure out what the next kind of parameters were going to be. And so for us, I think it was like a Thursday we made the call that, you know, we're not going to meet publicly on that coming Sunday. So we basically had... It was wild, man, that day. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's yeah, right. Wild Man was the last thing we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was in the middle of cooking and you were That's like, well, hey, right. we need to have a meeting. And, yeah. and, and it was funny because that day James and I had been talking about some of the states that had been making stay-at-home orders. Florida mm-hmm. hadn't been there yet. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, I, want, I don't want to say James and I are doomsdayers, but uh, we were... We were, I guess, preparing ourselves, and then all of a sudden, it was like <laughs> James isn't even here to defend himself. No, he 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 would agree with me. Um, uh, but yeah, it was that day, that afternoon. I think it was probably about two thirty, yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon, and it was like, yeah, um, hey guys, we're not going to come in on Sunday, mm-hmm. so we need to actually film, yeah, a bunch of stuff. That's right, yeah, because um, live live broadcast on a Sunday morning is something that we've wanted to do and wanted to get into. Yeah. In the future, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we weren't as fun, uh, yeah, yeah, as like uh, on our own terms and kind of at our own pace, like, kind of start accruing. There's just so much technology and production and, and you know, pieces of equipment you have to acquire, yeah, to get to that level, um, to do, to do things well. Um, and we weren't there yet, we were working towards it and building towards it, and so, uh, we kind of made the best with what we had and turns out it was really good we ended up moving into a season for a couple weeks where we were doing um pre-recorded services and it worked out really well like the team was great and how we distanced and how we kind of jumped into that season was phenomenal our production team is next level Mm. our worship team's next level Maddie, you're obviously next level. Um, <laughs> yeah, so stuff. Yeah, I feel like yeah, we'll get into that later on. But preaching to no one is a little bit different than preaching to. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> preaching to, <laughs> to some that people. Was, that was weird. Um, yeah, there are some people who have a gift for that. Um, I think I can do it, but would I choose to do that? <laughs> no. Um, so, but that was definitely an adjustment. But yeah, going back to like the Thursday and Sunday thing, like we literally as a church, and if you listen to this, like this will just give you a bit of a picture of how quickly we moved. But we sort of saw the writing on the wall, wall pretty quickly, figured out a quick like back of the envelope, mm-hmm. back yeah. of the napkin sketch plan yeah, and just said, okay, let's do it. And so on the Wednesday night, we decided the Thursday we made the call mm-hmm. and then that Sunday we basically were a hundred percent online. Yeah. So in the space of three days, essentially mm-hmm. we took our whole church online mm-hmm. and, um, and I remember like of all the churches in our area, we were the first one mm-hmm. to, to pull that trigger because, um, we, we just, we just knew we could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. I think a lot of people were sort of waiting to see, mm-hmm. um, but I just had a real, real calm, a real sense of like, yeah, it's it's going to be fine if we do it this way. In fact, like, actually, the feeling I had at the time was we need to just do this now mm-hmm. rather than draw it out, yeah, yeah, and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came down to, truthfully, just the safety of our people. Yeah, I was just like, I remember having that thought. I think I was having a conversation with Jewel. You know, my wife is like, like a full on germaphobe anyway. So, and I'm not at all. Like, I don't care at all. Like, growing up in Australia. Is you grew like, up in the outback. Everything's deadly. Like, and yeah, everything's like dirty. And, you know. Nine times out of ten, something will kill you. Yeah. So, you just yeah. learn to survive. Yeah. Jill is the complete opposite. And, um, but I just remember saying to her, I was just like, babe, I couldn't live with myself if someone like in our church got coronavirus. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we'd, yeah. we'd been meeting. And then, like, I was like, imagine if someone died, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was that was kind of it. I was just like, 
you know, that very thing alone mm. about keeping people safe to me was more than enough to just be like, all right, let's just let's just move ahead, yeah. make yeah. it happen. I said I, I had total confidence and faith in our team. Mm-hmm. Like our creative team's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like Tommy, Chris, all of even our worship team too. Like mm-hmm. their ability just to turn around on a dime and lead. Yeah. Yeah, our church online in worship is pretty incredible. So I'm I'm just grateful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. But that's it kind was, of the sequence of how it happened or how it went down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really interesting because I think initially, especially from the standpoint of a lot of the creative team and the production team, which Tommy and I are heavily involved with, the initial shock was very stressing. You know, we were very much like, mm-hmm. okay, there is a ton of weight on our shoulders essentially mm-hmm. at this point, because we have to make this work. If this doesn't work, yeah, I don't know what the option is, mm-hmm. but once we made it through that first weekend, which was probably one of the most stressful moments I'd ever had at church, <laughs> um, which is hilarious because I had only actually come on full time a month before. Um, so that was great. But after that, Tommy, you did a great job of instilling this idea of like, guys think about what we're going to learn through this. Mm -hmm. And it really did change the entire atmosphere. We got excited about the challenges. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, so like, what was that like? Myself too. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like for you? Because I knew on the back end of things, you were doing a lot of behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. late night stuff. Yeah. Did you share that excitement? Was that something that you, or did you have to like, just kind of like grin and bear it at that point? I think it's one of those things I needed to hear it. Yeah. And not that, you know, you know, it's like you're, you're in this situation that you've never been in before. Like people around you, no one's ever been in a situation like this before. And so you don't even know what you need until you're kind of already in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. And so I needed to know, I needed to have something, I needed to have a goal. Like that's just how I orient like kind of work life is I need to work towards something. And the best way to have that is be like, okay, cool. What am I going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. Like what's in it for me? What's God teaching me? What's, what's on the other side of this thing? And mm-hmm. you know, we don't know when it's fully going to end or, um, things are going to get back. But as long as you can have that little bit of hope of, um, you know, we're working towards something, we're going towards yeah. something. That's what I personally needed. Um, I needed to f- feel a little bit like, it's not necessarily like a control thing, but it's really healthy, I think, as a creative type person to have a mindset that says, um, I want to do more than just respond to the yeah. situation that's around yeah. me. Like, I want to have a little bit of control, not, you know, not like in a really like crazy controlling type of way, but I want to have a little bit of grasp on a situation and I want to be able to influence the situation and not just be influenced by the situation, right? Mm. And so, again, like that's the stuff I've wanted for myself, mm-hmm. and I've never led through a situation like this before. So I figure, like, well, odds are the rest of the team wants to hear this type of stuff yeah. too. So I might as well, yeah. whatever I'm learning, I'm gonna pass it on and try to encourage people to do the same exact thing, and just kind of be a little independent and be like, everyone has different goals, yeah, and different tasks and different responsibilities. Be like, for you, for audio, it's like I don't know what you want to get out of this season but i want you to get something out of this season um so go for it approach it like that approach it as something like it's crazy and it's wild but it's a gift yeah in its own way like it can be like it's all just a matter of shifting perspective really um and so i think that's it 
really. Yeah. Like, I think it was just one of those things, like, we could either get trampled by it or we could kind of grab it by the horns and, like, see it as God, like, getting yeah. ready to do something next level for us. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of awesome. I know for the, from the production side of things, for the team as a whole, knowing that, like, church online and, like, live streaming and broadcast was something that we originally wanted to do, like we said at the beginning, made it where we were like, okay, if we can do it under these kind of scenarios, Mm -hmm. like this kind of pressure Mm -hmm. and we can do it well, Mm -hmm. what does that mean for us? Like when life is somewhat easier where there isn't the stress of like, right. Okay. If you don't get this done, there's not going to be anything up on a Sunday. (laughs) Like when you have time to like kind of hone things in and you're not kind of flying by the Mm -hmm. seat of your pants. I think that's when like for us, the pivot was like, Oh wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's learn everything we can in this season. Let's figure out what works. Let's figure out what doesn't Mm -hmm. work. And that's going to make our life so much better at the end of this. Mm -hmm. And that really, like I said, after that first weekend, that was the culture. And, um, it really kind of permeated the entire season and it's continued Mm -hmm. over into this season of now being back in the building, but we're also live streaming and all these things because we've, we've invested time, we've invested Mm -hmm. resources and we're just, we're embracing it full heartedly and we're doing it pretty well. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's one of the cool things. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's a culture of like colonial church in the sense that we, we always want to do stuff with excellence. So Mm -hmm. none of us wanted to like phone it in. We all knew going into this, this was going to be something like if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Yeah. And, uh, I've been really personally proud of like our team for like totally kind of coming on board with that vision. And it's, and it's been funny because, you know, like Matt, I know you've been getting them and Tommy, I'm sure you have, but I'll get texts or I was getting Mm -hmm. texts during the season of people who are just like, man, like the quality is just amazing. And you know, like, how did you guys manage this and everything like that? And that to me was so like uplifting because, you know, these people don't know that I put four extra hours into editing totally. whatever audio or yeah. video or how much ever mm-hmm. Aaron was editing. And mm-hmm. it's like, but for them to see that end product and just like appreciate it, yeah, just was like so gratifying. It mm-hmm. made it like so worth it. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is why we're doing this. You yeah. Know, like we're reaching people. We're like, we're promoting the gospel, but we're also making them enjoy it. Like they're having a good time watching it. Right. And yeah. yeah. I think that was to me such a help for knowing that during this time people were struggling and I'd like you to talk about this in a minute, Matt, but like the lack of community, what's causing people to struggle. So knowing that we could at least make them feel a little more at home by giving them something that they enjoyed was uh, like really kind of gratifying. For yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'd like to, I guess we'll just go ahead and talk about it. Um, as a pastor, like you talked about early on, like, you got in this business to, to like help people, you know, you, you want to, you want to lead people. Yeah. Um, and now you're in a season where, where your people are spread out, they're at home, they're isolated, some of them more than others. Mm -hmm. What, how did you, uh, how did you work with that? Yeah, there was, um, it was difficult. Um, and it took definitely a lot out of me or it took a lot of me to, to, um, just to rethink how we do church. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've got a church like ours, which I'm grateful that we have a real vibrant house, and so there's always life flowing through our house. So there's always people coming here midweek. Our church is always filled. The lobby's always filled with people. Like ministries midweek are always growing, and like there's just life in the house. And when all that stops, as the pastor anyway, 
the pastors, Jill and I, we just like, I don't know, it was just, it, there were definitely some moments at home when we were sort of stuck at home mm-hmm. and we're just like, man, we just, we, we, we're, we have that longing for people and it just reminded me like Paul's longing like to mm. visit Rome yeah. and to visit some of the churches that he planted like Corinth and Ephesus mm-hmm. um, and I think like we had that same longing for the for the house and so I've been, mm. in, been in contact with like a lot of pastors as well through this time and even my pastor, Pastor Brian, like he you could sense it in, in him and everything he's expressing in messages is just that that concern for people so but how do we care for people like i think we just like i don't know i shifted everything i was doing on social media shifted Mm -hmm. everything i was doing in my messages to to really pushing and pointing people towards community Mm -hmm. like whatever that looks like um for people i was just like grab that lifeline Mm -hmm. you know if, if if you're sinking you know, the best thing that can happen is someone passes you in a mm-hmm. boat and throws you a lifeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just trying to encourage all of our people like, hey, all these things are happening this week on Instagram mm-hmm. or social mm-hmm. media or yeah. whatever. This message is available online. Mm-hmm. The chat room opens at 8.30, like that kind of stuff and just mm-hmm. being like, get in community. Because um, <clears throat> I saw it as like a real um, battle, like a real war. Because I thought, I, I was like, there's always a spiritual conversation going on and the spiritual conversation, you know, the enemy was dominating, yeah. which is like, I'm going to, re- I'm going to take people out mm-hmm. of community. I'm going to isolate them. Mm-hmm. Scripture talks again and again about what happens to people in isolation. They, they start to think weird things. Yeah. They start to get all crazy. Yeah. Um, you start to forget about the fact that people love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People care about you. Yeah. Um, you actually, the enemy does a, does an amazing job of taking even something like that and twisting it to the extent where you start to think that people don't like you. Yeah, yeah, and totally because <clears throat> you're not getting text messages or phone calls from people or whatever. Or you just don't get the high five. Yeah, you know, in mm-hmm. the in the in the lobby mm-hmm. on the way in, or um, yeah, or you just don't. I think even the power of having the the word of God preached over you every mm-hmm. single Sunday, mm-hmm. and, you know, to you, you just get reminded of certain things especially in a church like ours we're always you know preaching messages that are you know trying to up you know lift people's heads yeah yeah so um so yeah just a few thoughts on that but like that was kind of where we were at just that just that longing to like um care for our community i think jill and i are really people orientated mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah we can confirm that yeah we, we set out <laughs> to, to plant colonial church for people not for ourselves Mm-hmm. Um, if it was all about us, I would have just stayed, you know, on Wall Street because um, <laughs> the, the money was better. <laughs> um, nah. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we just love people. So it was, it was I'll, I'll be totally honest with you, it was weird. Like yeah, it was yeah. real weird. And even now it's still a differing level of weird because yeah. people are still sort of, you know, coming back in. Um, but at the same time, I'm just... Honestly, I'm just so grateful for so many things mm-hmm. in this season for us as a church. Yeah. yeah. Our team, you know, our people, our team, um, obviously faith and, and Jesus. Um, but in terms of people, I'm just grateful for our team. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for the fact that like people have helped us get here. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think about some of the people that helped us get into this building 12 months ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm grateful for them because here we are like, there are a lot of people that can't meet right now because they they've got to rent venues, 
we don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. We just have to, if the health officials say it's okay to meet, um, then we have a building that we can open. Yeah. It's just like praise, you know, I'm yeah. praising God for that for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's awesome. I think it's cool. Um, you talked about like talking to other pastors during this season. And I think it's, this is one of the parts that's really kind of amazing about this to me. This wasn't just our church. This was the church across the globe yeah. Right, yeah. that went through this. I mean, this was more than the church businesses, everything. We know that. But as the, the church as a global phenomenon went through something we'd never been before. I mean, mm-hmm. we had to have Easter online. Yeah. And that's yeah. not just us. That's everyone. everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know, from the Vatican down, from everywhere. They were <laughs> yeah. all, I mean, how was that? And what, I'd love to hear what you, you have to say about that. And how was it that when you talk to other pastors, how did they experience that? Like Easter, especially being one of the biggest Christian holidays there mm-hmm. is, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'll say just, just as a, a precursor to my answer, um, or my thoughts on that is we as a church, like we were ready, we we're about ready to go to the amphitheater mm-hmm. and welcome, you know, potentially thousands of people <laughs> to come. Mm-hmm. To, I'm still really sad about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> to come to the amphitheater yeah. and like, it was just, yeah, God decided that he would, use us a different way this Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all good. Yeah. But <clears throat> that was particularly crazy for us because we were just on the cusp of <clears throat> making all that happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the biggest thing about coronavirus for a church and to mark this season was like, man, it meant every single church around the world had to either shut their doors mm-hmm. and not do church at all or yeah. just had to go online. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this this thing will be in the history books. It'll be in the church history books forever. Yeah, yeah. Because um, can't remember a time, you know, where, where that ever happened on right. Easter. So, um, yeah, talking to other pastors around the world and some of, the, some of our friends, our global family, um, everyone was just doing everything they could to make Easter really great mm-hmm. for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think, honestly... You know, looking back and just hearing some of the testimonies, the 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 reach was still as significant. Yeah, yeah. Um, the salvation was still as you know, Easter is the biggest salvation weekend of the year um, because you know you you just are confronted with the cross on Friday and then <clears throat> celebrate the resurrection on Sunday. And like, I think like for us anyway, like mm-hmm. that Easter message we put up. Um, yeah. You know, we had incredible views. Um, yeah. And even like going back back before that, the first mm-hmm. weekend we went online, I preached a message called When Fear and Faith Collide. Mm-hmm. And we would normally get, I don't know, call it a few hundred views on a YouTube. Mm-hmm. But that message, we had like 2,500 views. Yeah. So yeah. a big multiple on normal. Yeah. So, but, but going back to Easter, I think that was a big, big thing. But I think what's happened is I think a lot of the churches that I'm in contact with, that we know in our family as they've gone online and really powered up that side of church, it's caused just a greater level of reach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see it like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, our friends at Hillsong, New York city, like they've never done church online and now they are. And mm-hmm. people have been wanting that for years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so now they're getting it. And I think it's caused their church to grow, mm-hmm. but I think around the world it's caused the church to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happens yeah. after this is the key is seeing all those people that were online now actually if they're comfortable and they want to be in church mm-hmm. actually being in church like yeah. that's that's the key challenge for the church for the next couple of years yeah yeah is to take this post-pandemic culture and uh 
just see people truly, you know, uh, a part of the body of Christ mm-hmm. and planted yeah. in the house and yeah. stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but that's that's definitely the sense I got was just online was an opportunity yeah, and an opportunity to be had. Like Tommy said, like to grab the bull by the horns, I think, mm-hmm. you know, that was really what you had to do. Yeah. Um, we did it, but I think we were blessed in the sense that we'd already invested in our online platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So YouTube mm-hmm. was already a thing for us. We already had, you know, 400, 500 subscribers um, to our channel, which obviously is nothing compared to some other churches. But for us, like we, we were pumped. We were celebrating that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were stoked. And now yep. it's like uh, nearly 900. Um, so we've basically doubled that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think God's really used it. Yeah. And that's awesome. he's true to form. He takes whatever we serve up which is usually pretty pitiful and yeah <laughs> kind of like the, the best yeah. of what we got <laughs> you know the lows and the fishes and oh then, you guys tried yeah <laughs> he's just like oh that's nice yeah give me give me that yeah uh, let me let me do something with that yeah. yeah yeah and he does and he's done it with us and i think he's done it with the church around the world totally that's awesome so, yeah while we're on the subject of you you kind of brought up your messages and some of the response to them i'm thinking about the good friday message and the Easter message that were mm. tied together Fridays and Mondays. Mm. Um, this season completely changed your rhythm. I know that because yeah. I, I work with you day in day out and I know it was challenging for you. Yeah. Um, so I want I'd like to talk about some of the messages that came out of this season. Cause it's, it's kind of my impression and correct me if I'm wrong, that some of these messages wouldn't have been the way they were if it wasn't for this season. Like I, mm. I think about Fridays and Mondays, like I felt like that was a very, timely word mm. in this season and everything. So maybe let's talk about that. How did mm-hmm. this affect your, uh, your message prep and all that, the things that come from that? Um, yeah. So <laughs> it was pretty funny, you know, I love the way God works. Uh, I was just starting to get into like a, like a really set in rhythm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a few years now mm-hmm. we're in the building. We had like, like, it takes it takes a long time to build those yeah. habits, you know, oh, yeah. like oh, hundred percent, and like it's a cyclical habit too for a pastor and a preacher. So, Pastor Jimmy Evans says this. He says to preach a message, it takes um, two days to get it, one day to preach it, and one day to recover from it. Hmm. And I wholeheartedly agree. It takes me two days to get it, to mm-hmm. put it on paper, to to meditate on it, to c- confirm it prepare for it, all that sort of stuff, one day to preach it. And I know it's definitely a day because most Sunday afternoons I'm laid out somewhere in my house. <laughs> yeah. Snoring. On your yeah. boat. <laughs> yeah. Or on the boat, just like, you know, totally worn out. And then it takes a day to recover. Um, so I kind of had that rhythm where Thursday was my main prep day. You know, now mm-hmm. it is, we're going back to that now. But um, so it was all shifted around because now our filming day was yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tuesday. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday was Message. worship. Wednesday was yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and it was really hard because I really needed to start thinking about Sunday messages now on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sunday, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday had to be delivered, you know? Mm-hmm. So the rhythm was completely out of whack. It really messed with my, my head. Like, 
Not to mention you're at home with your wife and three kids who can't go to school, yeah, can't go exactly. to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so it totally, totally messed with like even, even messed with my physical rhythm because you know your body even gets ready, used to that rhythm. Yeah. 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 It's almost like your body knows it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Your body knows it's Monday day off, mm-hmm. like things like that. Um, so yeah, just had to reset a little bit of that, and then but then the messages flowed out of that kind of change, you know. Yeah. And it was nice because I was looking at it, and I I've really had some some cool moments in prayer. I was just like like Lord, what is this? What do you want this to look like? Mm-hmm. Can this just be different? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and yeah. they really were. Like that, those mm-hmm. online messages were different. They were shorter. Mm-hmm. I think they were more punchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. They were, I think, a lot more focused. Like when I'm preaching on a Sunday, like there's a lot of bandwidth I have, like yeah. on the pool, on on the platform. Like I, I'm I'm with our people. Mm-hmm. You're preaching. feeding off the crowd. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just there's there's something about being in the room mm-hmm. in church that's different when it comes to preaching. I yeah, know it sounds obvious, but it, like it changes everything about like even the way you prepare. Mm-hmm. Like if you're preparing mm-hmm. to preach on a Sunday in church with people your thought process is different to the way you're thinking when you prepare to preach a message into a camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like that's just yeah. me. might be different from other people. But um, so yeah, some of the messages were different. Like the Fridays and Mondays, um, p- part one and part two for Easter was huge because I really wanted to connect, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the, the, the Good Friday message and then the Resurrection Sunday message. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was fun because it was just, it was kind of, I got to be a little bit creative yeah. with the camera recording, so to speak, because mm-hmm. I'm basically doing two parts. Yeah. So that was fun. And we filmed um, that on the same day. Yeah, we filmed we them back to back. Yeah, we filmed both those messages. So you got the time together. <laughs> yeah. Which again, is just strange. And like, I'll look back on and be like, man, wasn't that cool? Like, yeah. Um, I got that inspiration too from Pastor Brian. Um, he's often done his Easter messages like around the world, yeah. in different mm-hmm. locations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I didn't get to fly around the world because the world was shut down but um <laughs> but, I, but i did the the connected yeah you know friday and and sunday so that was fun mm-hmm. and then the rest series kind of flowed out at easter the rest of my life yeah. um and that was fun because it's you know i really felt like it was a really clear word from god like mm-hmm. the rest begins after the work is finished mm-hmm. and the work mm-hmm. that was finished was the cross yeah so and that was a really cool series i feel like people really responded to that it was yeah. huge, yeah. It messed with people's heads a little bit because people are at home quarantined yeah, or shut down and it's like, why are you talking about rest? But yeah. when you really leaned into it and understood mm-hmm. it, um, it was helpful, you know, I think yeah. for people to use this time of reset to truly actually get their rest mm-hmm. rhythm yeah. um, back in place, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for when things kick back, up, kick back on, which is kind of happening right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it was cool, though, especially with the rest series, you know, you were, um, I don't want to say bold enough, but you, you, you were tied to the pulse of everything going on well enough to know that like a message on mental health was like really important yeah. in yeah. this season. And that, mm-hmm. that message got a huge response. Yeah. I mean, a huge, like I can, mm-hmm. the analytics from listening to it as far as podcast plays and everything, huge compared to a lot of messages. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's awesome that you were like, like I said, tuned in enough to know that people need to hear this. Like mm-hmm. you knew that people were going through some stuff. And mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you said like people finding their rest rhythm in this season. Cause it, I've talked to a lot of my friends who are married and have kids 
and like and you can speak to this but the first part of this quarantine was a little bit stressful a lot of us with kids who are in school were first forced to become homeschool teachers while we were still working full-time and there was like a stress level that just we weren't prepared for yeah but once we kind of settled in you know i can say this for myself and my wife and a lot of people i've talked to can say this like there's been this nice like kind of like growing together as a family and like finding your rhythms and like, cause you're at home all the time with them and you're spending more time than you ever thought, but it's actually yeah. been good, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think that's been kind of awesome. So, yeah, I think the, the mind at rest message, um, it was like, it was pretty funny. I almost didn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I almost didn't like pursue that message, but I just felt that little, little push from the Lord on that. And it was like kind of one of those things is like going through like a small, like cave, you know, hole or something like that. And then it just opens up into this massive, beautiful green forest, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. like in terms of the message, because I sort of like, I had my head down and then I looked up and I saw like the potential of this message, you know, because I kind of just, I had to kind of walk it out myself and be like, Oh yeah. Mental health, rest, our minds, minds running, and then I found it and I kind of found what, what God wanted to say. Um, because yeah, because mental, sorry, rest includes mental health. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty cool actually, because like I've actually lived like some of this stuff out myself. Like mm-hmm. I have had to, uh, especially when I work two full-time jobs, I had to, um, and I know we can't kind of weren't going here with this, but I just feel like I should say it. No, yeah. But um, but when I have two full time jobs, like I really struggle with with controlling my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like keeping my mind under control, mm-hmm. like rested, like actually knowing how to stop and just be like, like there were some nights I would go to sleep and my body was plenty rested. Yeah. But my mind was not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mind was still working a hundred. Twenty percent, mm-hmm. and I had to learn um, how to how to figure that out, walk it out, yeah, and have a mind that was truly resting, like like the rest of my body, my body, yeah. soul, my emotions. Um, so I came up with strategies, and you know, talked to some people, and um, and you know, I'm still still just like anyone else, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to mental health, it's just like you know, it's it's a it's a personal journey, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm still walking that out, but yeah, it's definitely formed part of my my Sabbath rhythm mm-hmm. is is also the mental aspect. Which mm-hmm. so yeah, it was really encouraging to see that response, and I think that's definitely part of the health aspect of our church. We've always been a church that's focused on healthy core, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, First John, oh, sorry, Three John, uh, chapter one, um, where John basically says, I, "I pray that you would be healthy." just mm-hmm. as your um so he's talking about physical health yeah just as your soul is mm-hmm. healthy and so as it just as your soul prospers so we've always mm-hmm. taken that verse and applied it to mm-hmm. our church which is like yeah. if we don't have a healthy soul healthy core then it's going to be a rough ride right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah so so that's just a continuing commitment from us to 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 keep talking about that stuff so yeah but uh the messages during this time yes it's been weird but i feel like god has really given us some great Great yeah. words, great. Yeah, hundred percent. Great. Messages. We can't forget the the love your neighbor. Oh my gosh, series, yeah. mm-hmm. which was something you had been planning for a while, mm-hmm. and then you just said, "All right, let's do it in the middle of quarantine." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, it's been great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing stuff. Um, I think it's interesting because now that we're back in person, um, you and Pastor Jill have not, you've not thrown everything from this past season of quarantine to the side. You've actually let it kind of be a part of our church going forward. So mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about that. How has how has this season kind of changed the way that we're approaching things from this point on as a church? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a day by day unfolding revelation, really. Um, but a couple things that I've taken out of this um, season that I think will continue into the next season and maybe beyond. So a couple things I think. Um, I think coronavirus has changed everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think to take the mindset or the mentality, which some people are, especially in the church world, that everything's just going to go back to the way it was, is just incorrect thinking. Yeah. 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 Um, I just think like you've got to Mm -hmm. see what's happened. Um, It's a one, one in a hundred year deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so I think that's the first thing. So I've kind of settled that in my, in my heart, like things are going to be different. Um, and, and if anything, like once you get past that, it's actually mm-hmm. pretty awesome because yeah. Yeah. you kind of like just see, okay, cool. Well, then we've got some opportunity. Yeah. We've got some, some, we, we've got a different playbook, but we still have plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that. And then I think, um, I think what we've got to do is we've got to, um, see the church is more than just a building. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's an easy like that's a great thing for a pastor to s- spout out about mm-hmm. and like you know gets a lot of claps and yeah stuff like that and you know Judas Smith is is a pioneer in that regard mm-hmm. right now but like but the church generally I'm not I'm not a person I don't think we're ever going to be a church that's going to just be 100 percent online right yeah but will we have a a decent proportion of our church online going forward I think the answer is yes mm-hmm. yeah and so. Um, we're preparing. We're moving in that direction. Um, we've got some things launching in the next couple months that I'm really excited about. That will be something that pushes that yeah. aspect of our church. Mm-hmm. But I think um, just just being a young, vibrant church, um, we are gonna be hopefully leaders in this area of just saying, okay, we have an online community. Yeah. Um, and the online community. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. is what it is and it's part of our church. And so will it be 50, 50? I don't think so. Um, but I think yeah. there's going to be a decent amount of people that mm-hmm. will form colonials online community yeah. that we've essentially just started. Right. Yeah. So, um, so we just planted a church Yeah. online. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. When pastor Jill said that the other day, <laughs> it, it was like, it was kind of one of those stop moments where I was like, did we, we did just yeah. plan a church yeah. online. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. You guys just did that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is kind of mind blowing. It's one of those things too where I'm like, I'm really thankful that that was said after yeah. the season. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, too much pressure. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's a different weight. Tommy, by the way, you're going to plant a church this month? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I think, I think the answer is going forward. Um, if, if you're not, you know, like one of my favorite sayings uh, is, you gotta, you gotta be scratching where people are reaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we, as a church, we always want to do that. We always want to be uh, relevant. The church, the church is relevant because it has the gospel as its message, mm-hmm. um, and Jesus is ahead. So it's always going to be relevant. But mm-hmm. at the same time, 
are we meeting people where they're at? Right. Yeah. Um, so are we meeting people where they're at on Sunday? But then what are we doing the rest of the time? And I think the answer is online to, to a, to a yeah. lot, large extent for mm-hmm. a lot of things. They now can be done online. Because again, like the other thing that we've got to recognize is online has been opened up to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people pre-corona that just didn't really care about online stuff. Yeah, They didn't mm-hmm. tune into church. They didn't watch messages on YouTube. They didn't even listen to podcasts. Like they yeah. were just people that got their physical location yeah. experience and, and they loved it. Yeah. Now there's been a whole like, you know, migration of people digitally that have gone online yeah. and now are more comfortable. Now ha- have downloaded the apps, have, mm-hmm. have figured out how to use the technology. Um, you got to think about it that way. There's almost like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a new wave going forward, but there's also a backfill of people that are almost yeah. like retroactively going back, to, you know, uh, backfilling online and it's creating a larger pool yeah. um, of people. And I never want to sort of see people as numbers, but we've got to accept that, you know, this is sort of a new, new reality. I, I don't like calling it new normal. I like calling it new reality. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That new landscape. Mm-hmm. This is what we. This is what we got. This is what we're dealing with. And I think it just represents a huge opportunity for the church. Yeah, I mean, it's very dynamic. It's constantly changing. Totally. Um, Tommy. Yeah. As creative director, you and your wife, Mayor, um, mm-hmm. you guys kind of have your fingers on everything we do. Yeah. To some extent, mm-hmm. how has it how has it shifted for you guys, especially moving into this season of okay, we are back physically, but we're having to rethink the way we do everything. Right. You know, I mean, what is, how does that change your process? Yeah. Um, the short answer is every, every aspect of our process <laughs> changed. <laughs> cool. Easy. Um, so for me, so yeah, so we, um, we're both the creative directors here. Um, Mary takes a little bit more of a focus on, uh, the building and the in-person experience and, um, what people feel when they walk into the lobby and and what the auditorium looks like and and that type of thing to really create like that welcoming atmosphere yeah. type of thing. Yeah. That was shut down for 2 months. <laughs> like that was that was gone like the building was present and the building um existed in a sense but there was no way to physically um be welcoming yeah, in that yeah. sense, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, so for her, it completely changed how she was approaching things um, in a good way. Like her whole role basically changed and she ended up really diving in um, <clears throat> to a little bit more of a pastoral type role of really like fostering like creative people on the team and stuff yeah. like that and really diving into that aspect of things. And it was one of those um, building the creative community type um roles i guess if that's what if that's what it is like that's basically what she was doing for those few months and yeah. and, and yeah. aspects of that are going to continue on now because we had the opportunity we had the space and we had the time to try new things and build team in different way and follow up a team in different way and encourage team in different ways mm. um and kind of what we were talking about before we learned a lot some stuff worked some didn't yeah um and so that's kind of uh where she was kind of focusing me i went fully production online world um you're in the trenches pretty much yeah Yeah. so like that was a lot of my focus um kind of making sure things were getting done yeah um making sure 
church happened on yeah. Sunday. Like it's one of those things where it's like you don't necessarily realize what is on your shoulders until afterwards type of thing. I remember and, and, yeah, texting yeah. you. What's hey? Where's this message? Oh, Instagram doesn't like me right now. Like it's yeah. just not working. Yeah, you know, and sometimes like that. Technology is <laughs> wonderful, and it and then sometimes it just doesn't <laughs> work. It doesn't make sense. It like makes sense because literally everyone on the world is only using Instagram yeah, yeah. right now. Um, so it totally makes sense that things don't function how they should because you know who's prepared for everybody literally everybody to use your platform like no one's ready for that and so it's one of those things where i think in this season we really at least for me like i i I wouldn't say like i actively like discouraged perfection but i more or less actively discouraged perfection like that's not what we're after right now we're after Mm. a good like human type product as nathan pinocchio would say we're giving it the 80 percent yeah yeah, we're giving it 80 (laughs) percent it's one of those things where it's like doesn't need to be perfect, but, and this is something that you say a lot, uh, Maddie, and it's just like, as long as end of the day, like you can look at yourself in the mirror or look at your leader and just be like, I did, I honestly gave it my best. Like yeah. that's all we were shooting for. And that was perfect. And we hit it every time. Like I feel pretty confident in saying that we hit it every time. hundred um, percent. Because we just focused on giving it our best. And then like what you said earlier, God just blessed it. It was one of those things where I think it's, it'd be ridiculous for us to say this was in our strength. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like we did well because of, you know, we're just that good. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. no way that we couldn't have, that we could have like grown in this season or done the things that we did in this season without like fully just offering up our best and then just saying like, cool, God, this, this, take it somewhere. Yeah. The stamina alone to make it through this was like a, just a God given thing. Yeah. 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 There's no, yeah. There's no other, other way around. Definitely. It. But 100%. yeah. So back to like what the creative directors were doing in this season, it was, it was every, it was like a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit yeah. of that. A little bit of everything, a little bit of nothing. Like, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the thing that we went in. And it's just one of those things where it's like the biggest thing was just trying to stay, um, l- and positive is not the right. I think lighthearted is probably the same word. Yeah. Like, like it's really easy, like too easy to go online for too long and get like disheartened and just bummed 100%. out and, and, you know, focused on a lot of the wrong things. So like, that's really something that Mary and I just tried to keep, keep um, our attention on and our focus on was just how we were actually like presented. We didn't want to be adding weight to people you know, and it's not like we wanted to shoulder everyone else's weight or anything like that. We weren't taking tasks off people, but it's one of those things where it's like wherever we could, you know, alleviate pressure, mm. we tried to do that in, yeah. in that aspect. So yeah. the tasks of the creative directors were kind of weird and all over the place, but the general thing was just keep everyone smiling. <laughs> like, yeah, like mm-hmm. that's kind of the tone that we had. And yeah. And. I think it worked out. Like it's one of those things where like we're not, you know, on the back end of it a little bit. It seems like we we made it through. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> still here. I don't have like the full confidence of like saying that type of stuff yet. We're, we're but still I feel like we made it through. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. good. Yeah. I mean it's uh it's been a growing season for sure. In yeah. more ways than I, one. I person I like it. I like stretch. I like growth. I like um opportunities to fail yeah. or just opportunities to succeed, you know? Like and it's something that I don't necessarily shy away from. I'll, I, I secret. I love failing at things. You know what I mean? It's like, a, um, it's exciting. But it was it Edison that said like I've not failed a million times. I've just found a million ways not to 
make a light bulb. Well, yeah, something yeah, like that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paraphrasing. Yeah. Whatever million, that was. A, a million you should probably give up on. If you yeah. tried a million times, you might give is. up on that. <laughs> Thomas Edison. <laughs> it's yeah. like a hundred, but sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. What um I think the best way to end this would be asking you guys out of this season and going into the season we're currently in, what's been the most surprising thing for you? What is uh what has really just kind of shook you a little bit and good or bad, whatever it may be? Um, good question. Um, I think probably the 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 thing that's excited me the most has just been the way our team has um crafted the new reality, mm-hmm. like of of presenting the gospel and taking our you know, what we do every Sunday and making it work, you yeah. know, and, and great yeah. for for whatever's needed. Um, the bit that's kind of, um, I guess, shocked me the most um, for the church anyway has just been like um, just how swiftly like um, everything that you've ever gotten comfortable with mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just gone. Yeah, it's just been taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's the thing that about this this pandemic is like it's this it's it's reached everyone. It's reached into every single mm-hmm. person's life. Right. Um, and so that's been the sh- the most shocking thing. I think like what's actually taking place, and this is kind of like I guess my ultimate conclusion from a spiritual perspective. But I think God is using this truly to reset His church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And there's going to be um, there's going to be churches. This is just reality. There's going to be churches that don't make it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a great pruning that happens through this. Um, and I'm not saying that we have all the answers or that we're you know the best or anything like that. There's a pruning that's happening within us too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to refine um, this whole deal, and um, so that's kind of been like. Like that's been the like I gotta pull my socks up, you know, type of <laughs> moment walking like spiritually just watching all this and just being like, Man, like this is this is in a sense a real sobering moment mm-hmm. for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like it f- almost feels like, you know, like you know, great disasters like where the church has r- risen and there's mm-hmm. been circumstances I can think of in the last 20, 30 years where the church has missed opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is one of the great opportunities to, to, to seize mm-hmm. and, and to say like, no, let's, let's take this, let's use this. And um, I just pray our church would be part of mm-hmm. the chorus, you know, yeah. and, and the, and the big, the big picture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tommy? What was the original question again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, surprising, shocking. What's, what's been the one, the thing that's, gotten you out of this whole season or going into this next season? Um, I think for me, and you know, I'm, I was actually just working on, um, I'm doing the team rally before sun, before Sunday service we do a, a team rally with everybody. And so I have a little short little message for that. And I was just working on that. And I think I was just reminded as I was working on that, that God's still in control yeah. of all of this. And even things like, um, I'm trying to think without doing like spoiler of my team rally. Oh you yeah. Know, it's one of those things. It's fine though. It's, it's, um, you know, I was remembering like a word that I was given in the beginning of the year and I was just like comforted and reminded that 
God knew what, like basically like, you know, I was given a word in January and God knew what April and May were going to look like. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, just because this season just happened, you know, in our minds, we think like, oh, cool. All of our plans changed. All of our plans shifted, whatever God had going on, like it's different now type of thing. And that's not the case at all. And yeah. I was just reminded that this morning that it's like my 2020 word that I got for the year was my 2020 word that I got for the year. Like this situation didn't affect that yeah. at all. <laughs> like I didn't see it coming, but like the one who gave me the word did. Yeah. So it's like something that's just like a healthy kind of shocking, maybe <laughs> to answer your question, reminder that I had, um, you know, just God knows what he's doing. Yeah. is really yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. It shouldn't be shocking, but you know, <laughs> it's like, it's just good. Yeah. gut check every now and then yeah i kind of feel the same way for me it's been like i think just to kind of echo what both of you have said the most exciting thing for me has been seeing our team just rise to the challenge mm-hmm. and that's per, like i'll speak personally about that too like just seeing myself like do things that i never thought i would be able to do again or haven't done before and just seeing myself rise to that's been awesome but also seeing everyone around me just shoulder it so well and lead so well has been really encouraging and know that 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 strength and that stamina doesn't end here like it carries over i think that's been really really exciting but also again like knowing that god is with us in this Mm -hmm. and is going to continue to be with us in this and there is going to be growth like we've never seen before because god doesn't waste opportunities like that's been the most exciting thing to me like He's going to cause, and I think you said it best, like whether it be a pruning, whether it be a great revival, whether whatever you want to call it, there's going to be a shift in the atmosphere through Mm -hmm. all this. And my prayer is constantly that I just don't get in the way. You know what I mean? Like I just let God just kind of lead the way and I'm I'm just helping out (laughs) whatever little bit of help I can provide because that's all I'm supposed to do is just point people towards Jesus and let him do the rest. Yeah. So yeah, that's been, that's been it for me. It's just watching that happen and knowing that there are people who have never been exposed to the gospel before because simply because they had an idea of what church was who have now experienced it. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. if there's one person who came Mm -hmm. to salvation because of this season, well worth it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the win for me. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's been been. good. It's been weird, but it's been fun. It's been weird and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. We hope that you got something from that and it challenges you to grow. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it and reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts on the message and this session. Until next time, God bless.